When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Intrican, a.k.a. KC Bubba. You can find me on the Twitter at B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. We're here to recap your Wednesday action on the dial and get you ready for Thursdays. You know, there's like 10, 11 games on Thursday, a little little bit in the morning, a little bit in the afternoon, a little bit in the evening, full day of baseball for you to get you to wet your whistle, your baseball whistle. So let's recap your Wednesday action for you. We've got a lot of news and notes for you. We'll run through them quickly. Ezekiel Duran of the Texas Rangers was out of Wednesday's lineup after suffering a, suffering a rib cage soreness from a swing on Tuesday night. He's said to be day-to-day, so Duran hopefully won't be out too long. He's been very, very, very productive for the Texas Rangers with Seager out and even with Seager back in their lineup. Brandon Woodruff, a little update on Mr. Woodruff, took four to five days off from throwing his throwing program he was doing, but is back at it, and he's still targeting a late June return for the Brewers. Obviously, a lot can go right and wrong through that process, but if we can get Woodruff back by late June, that'd be pretty, pretty nice for the Brewers and your fantasy teams. The Red Sox, they already moved Nick Pavetta to the bullpen. Now they're moving Corey Kluber to the bullpen to keep Tanner Houck in the rotation after Tanner Houck threw a gym on Tuesday. So Kluber goes uh, to the, the bullpen for Houck. Pavetta went to the pin, looks like, I believe, to keep Bayo or Whitlock in the rotation. So the uh, the Red Sox have a youth movement in the rotation for now with some uh, struggling veterans heading to the bullpen. It appears to be official, and this is a fun one. Julio Tejeron, who signed with the Brewers a couple days ago, will make his debut with the team and start the game versus the Giants on Thursday. That should be a fun one for you fantasy people that have Giants hitters in your lineups. And if you're playing DFS, Michael Conforto is $3,100 on DraftKings. Just throwing that out there for you. Joey Gallo of the Minnesota Twins will miss a few games with a sore hamstring he sustained on Tuesday. He was out of Wednesday's lineup, and they're expecting him to be day-to-day, but they said he will miss a few games, hopefully back sometime this weekend. Another Twins news and notes here, Carlos Correa, who was scratched on Tuesday, missed Wednesday's game with a muscle strain in his foot along with plantar fasciitis. Don't forget, two teams passed on him from free agency this year due to a foot injury, and the Twins took him back no problem. Correa is currently day-to-day, but uh, Baldelli and company are already saying, we'll know more on Friday, and there's a good chance Correa will end up on the IL. The latest with Matthew Libertor. Bullpen starter, bullpen starter. What's it going to be? There were multiple reports on Tuesday. There was multiple reports on Wednesday. The latest report on Wednesday is now saying that Matthew Libertor will start Friday's game for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's been scheduled to start almost every day this week, so I'll believe it when I see it. Luis Robert, he missed Wednesday's game after leaving Tuesday's game with hip tightness. He's day-to-day, but he vowed he will be playing Thursday for the White Sox as they take on the Detroit Tigers and Alex Fado. If I was Lou Bob, I'd want to be in the lineup as well. So uh, let's see if he can get back in there, and hopefully it's a minor deal for Luis Robert. Mike Soroka, some good news for the Atlanta Braves, who need some rotation help. 
He could join the Braves rotation after throwing six innings of one run, eight strikeouts in his latest rehab start on Tuesday at AAA Gwinnett versus the Durham uh, AAA affiliate. Uh, Mike Soroka has been pitching great. He's got up to 96 pitches in that rehab start. He's going to be good to go if they need him early next week. Vinny V, Vince Velasquez, after a solid rehab start, should return to the Padres or the sorry, the Pirates this weekend, likely on Sunday, because you have Keller and Ronzi pitching uh, Friday and Saturday. So he lines up to pitch Sunday versus the Mariners, and that will likely take Luis Ortiz out of the rotation and probably back to AAA. Speaking of those Seattle Mariners, Ty France missed Wednesday's game after leaving Tuesday night's game due to a hit by pitch on his wrist. X-rays are negative. He's got some swelling. He's expected to be day-to-day. I'd imagine we it'd be great if we could see him on Thursday, but I imagine it's more of a weekend thing against the Pirates for Ty France. Julio Urias uh, will throw a bullpen session on Friday or Saturday. Based on those results, they'll have a better idea of when he could return. It's a hamstring injury, so you never know uh, how long those can stick around. But the fact he's going to be taking the bump, throw a bullpen session on Friday or Saturday is a, a point in the right direction. San Francisco Giants outfielder Jock Peterson, Jock Jams, is out with a right-hand contusion. He's been out uh, since last weekend with this right-hand contusion, and he still has poor grip strength and can't even grip a bat yet, so no swings, no batting practice, no hitting in a cage, whatever you want to call it. Jock Jams is still out. They're hoping he will be able to start swinging the bat here by, like, Friday, Saturday, but time will tell when the, the Giants will get their slugger back in the lineup. Some more good news for the Cleveland Guardians. Tristan McKenzie will make another rehab start on Thursday. He had a successful rehab start over the weekend. This past weekend, we threw 56 pitches. McKenzie will start on Thursday. And if all goes well, he's set to rejoin the Guardians rotation early next week. Danny Jansen of the Toronto Blue Jays left Wednesday's game early with groin tightness. That's a bummer because Jansen's been swinging it pretty well, actually swinging it better than Alejandro Kirk. So uh, the Jays and fantasy owners could really use Danny Jansen in that lineup, and we'll see where that goes from here. Uh, two notes for the New York Yankees. Josh Donaldson set to start his rehab assignment on Thursday, and Giancarlo Stanton can start his rehab assignment this weekend. Both are expected to come off around the same time, barring any setbacks. Good news for the Chicago Cubs. Kyle Hendricks is going to be activated from the IL on Thursday and make the, make the start for the Cubs uh, against the New York Mets, pushing Jamison Tyon back a day. So we'll see how Hendricks does in his first start of the season as he's been out all year so far. Luis Arise left Wednesday's game with uh, with the Miami Marlins in Colorado with a leg cramp said to be precautionary, but obviously you'll never know where these leg issues go day-to-day. We'll see if he faces Kyle Freeland on Thursday. If not, we'll see him uh, next weekend uh, for the Miami Marlins. Eugenio Suarez left Wednesday's game after fouling a ball off his leg. More info to come. It was a late-night injury. Haven't got all the goons. I was looking through beat reporters and nada. A.J. Pollock also left Wednesday's game for the Seattle Mariners after injuring his leg on a steal attempt. More info to come on that as well. So Suarez and Pollock both go down. I already mentioned Ty France day-to-day. The Seattle Mariners are reeling with some day-to-day injuries. Let's talk about some hitting highlights from your Wednesday's action on the Diamond. Glaber Torres, two for three with two home runs. A nice two-home run night for Torres. Two runs scored and three RBIs. He's now hitting 264 on the season with nine homers and five stolen bases. He started the season very, very fast out the gates, then got hurt, struggled a bit. He's been heating up again of late, so good to see Glaber Torres getting the power back on. Jose Siri has been outstanding for the Tampa Bay Rays. He went two for three with the home run, two runs scored, and two RBIs on Wednesday night as the Rays took down the Toronto Blue Jays. Siri's now hitting 250 on the season with eight homers and four stolen bases, but more importantly, Jose Siri has six home runs 
over his last 13 games. A player that we didn't like plan for a ton of power is more he played great outfield defense and could steal a ton of bags. Well, he's he's flexing the muscle right now, and it's great to see. And if you want to go back and check, just search Twitter Jose Siri, the home run he hit on Wednesday night. Oh, he pimped that thing out. It was impressive. The uh, just bat flip slash drop the bat, watch it fly because it was a no doubter. So good to see from Jose Siri. Reds rookie Matt McLean, who was called up last week, was a big fab target this past weekend for many. He went two for five with a double, a home run, two runs scored, and an RBI on Wednesday. That's his second home run in as many games. Uh, McLean's getting things going. He's played eight games now for the Reds, and he's hitting 281 with two homers, nine runs scored, and six RBIs. There's a reason why McLean was very popular in Fab. He was tearing up the minor leagues, hitting over 300 with 12 homers and 10 steals. He's also going to start at shortstop nearly every day for the Reds, hitting second in that lineup will bring a lot of merit, and that's obvious by the nine runs scored, let alone the two homers and six RBIs. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily Batters Box on PitcherList.com. So starting pitching highlights from your Wednesday, Michael Kopech did it again. And, you know, there's some ex, some people much smarter than I in the pitching world that noticed he had different release points, uh, different movement on his pitches. He was just dominant. Seven shutout innings, two hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts for Michael Kopech versus the Guardians. He had 16 whiffs and a 33% CSW on 92 pitches. Kopech looked great, and he looked great for the second straight outing. That's now 15 shutout innings in his last two starts with three hits, one walk, and 18 strikeouts in those 15 innings. If Michael Kopech can do this, he'll finally live up to that uh, those high expectations when he was with the uh, the Red Sox back in the day. So let's see what Kopech can keep doing from here. Shane O'Mac, Shane McClanahan, he's been up and down this year. The Cato walk has been much less than desired. Looked good again. On Wednesday night, seven innings, one earned, four hits, no walks, seven Ks versus the Toronto Blue Jays. McClanahan had 15 whiffs and 33% CSW and only 82 pitches through seven innings. That's pretty outstanding. Now over his last two starts, we've seen 14 innings from Shane O'Mac with one earned, 10 hits, one walk, and 14 strikeouts. So hopefully a sign of things to come for the once uh, Cy Young candidate Shane McClanahan. Bryce Elder continues to be the one that gets it done for the Braves. You know, it was supposed to be Schuster. It was supposed to be Dodd. Elder was kind of the, the forgotten man. Well, he's been the the man outside of the Striders and others of the world, and Mortons of the world, because everyone else is gone for the Braves. On Wednesday, Elder, th- six innings, one earned, seven hits, one walk, and six K versus a very good Los Angeles Dodgers lineup. That one home, That one run was a solo homer to Mookie Betts. That's forgivable, of course. Elder had 16 whiffs in those six innings on 33% CSW and 101 pitches. Elder has now made 10 starts for the Braves in 2023. He has a 2.01 ERA, 3.49 XFIP, and 51 Ks and 58 and a third innings pitched. That is outstanding. That is great waiver wire additions. Good stuff from Bryce Elder. Make sure you tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. Couple of relief pitching highlights, and there weren't a ton of saves, honestly, for a full day of action. But a couple standouts here. Mark Leiter Jr. picked up his second save for the Cubs. Mark Stroman went eight strong innings for the Cubbies. Leiter came in one perfect inning with one strikeout. Looked great. Second save. Could he be the next man up? Could he be the guy, actually? Not even the next man. Could he be the guy with Boxberger on the IL and Fulmer struggles? Could Mark Leiter Jr. be the closer for the Chicago Cubs? couple others, Will Smith for the Rangers picked up his ninth save as he's clearly taken over the role in Texas. Kyle Finnegan picked up his tenth save for the Washington Nationals. Uh, Hunter Harvey's been sneaking in there once in a while, but still technically Finnegan's role for now. Then Alex Lang of the Detroit Tigers picked up his ninth save of the season. 
Make sure you read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitchList.com to get more information on all things relief pitching. All right, before we take a look at Thursday's action on the diamond, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back, everybody, to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitchList.com. I am your host, Brian Erchikan, a.k.a. KC Bubba. Let's talk about some DFS. There's a four-game early slate and a five-game main slate starting at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. Pitching's pretty atrocious all over the place, but on the main slate, the evening slate, some bats I'm looking forward. The Cubs versus Cookie Carrasco. Carlos Carrasco, it was a rough go before he had the injury. His first start back was a rough go as well. I expect the Cubbies to have some fun. Mervis is very cheap. I think Suzuki's too cheap at 3800 bucks on DK. Haps 4K. Uh, there's lots of ways to go. Swanson's affordable, like 45. Young Gomes is cheap. They're not an expensive stack. You can stack against Cookie. Just watch for the weather and see if the wind's blowing in or how that's going, but not too worried about that. Cubs look good. And then game stacking the Yankees and the Orioles. Yankees go up against Kyle Gibson, who's been super inconsistent. And then the Orioles versus Clark Schmidt. I think Schmidt's been pretty good of late, but still a lot of holes uh, with his with his overall game. You get a, a red-hot Orioles lineup out there. So game stacking Yankees-Orioles seems like a, a way to go on the evening slate pitching wise on the evening slate i like just targeting one game give me logan gilbert versus the oakland athletics gilbert's been outstanding this season pretty reliable each time he takes the bump and he faces oakland who you know you can take advantage of then you got jp sears on the flip side who's been really really strong over his last few starts um our good buddy ryan bloomfield does bloom boards and he did a a may third uh, pitchers in may with a 13 percent or better swinging strike rate and i believe like a 20 percent or better k to walk J.P. Sears made that list, and he's been really, really good for the Oakland A's. So Sears and Gilbert are the two pitchers I'm liking. I don't mind putting both of them in the same DraftKings lineup. Things I'm looking forward to on Thursday, on a little condensed schedule, like I said, about 10 games to look at here. Uh, I want to see how many runs. This is kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing, but it's something I've been pounding the drum on all year. I didn't want to draft this person for this reason. How many runs do the Tampa Bay Rays score off Alec Manoa? Manoa's two-star last week was really, really bad. He's got an ERA over six, and his XFIP follows right behind it this year. Um, he's broken. His K to walk last week was zero. That says a lot. I think on the season, it's like seven or eight. It's not great. So I want to see how many re- runs this red-hot best team in baseball raise offense goes against Manoa. And then some pitchers, I'm just looking forward to seeing how they can, if they can continue success or what goes on in their situations. Uh, Lucas Giolito, I've been a believer He's, he's been getting it done of late, still kind of shaky at times, has that one bad inning here and there, but he gets the Detroit Tigers on Thursday. This is a game we need Giolito to show up in, so I'm curious to see how that goes. 
Aaron Nola is having his Aaron Nola up and down success as usual. I want to see him versus the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta. That's never easy. And then I mentioned the two DK pitchers I'm looking at. I am looking forward to JP Sears versus Logan Gilbert. I'm looking forward to these two young arms facing off. Uh, and on Thursday evening, when there won't be too many games going on, it could be their show if they want it to be. So I'm really looking forward to seeing JP Sears versus Logan Gilbert. That'll do it, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. Make sure you guys all check out PitcherList.com. Become a member over there at PL Plus and PL Pro. You'll get the PLV tool. You'll get the pitcher bot and much, much more. You will not regret it. Always great stuff going on over there. They're always changing the game at PitcherList.com. But, yeah, that, that'll do it. Your Thursday edition of the books. I'll be back with you guys on Friday to get you ready for Friday and the weekend. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at BDNTREK, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. But for now, this was your first pitch podcast, Thursday, May 25th edition. Hope you all have a great day. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.